0: of this service right now from this moment right now Lord God we give you all the praise honor glory and worship but we ask you to move powerfully in this place Lord touch lives today let your word be illuminated let it open up Lord God and speak to people's hearts and situations I pray and we pray for the mighty Newcastle Knights that they would win this afternoon's game in Jesus mighty name amen amen you may take a seat this morning God's teams playing this afternoon in the finals. Any Panthers fans in the building this morning? Whoa! How good did they play on Friday night? And uh, unfortunately, Felicity's not here this morning. She's still recovering from operation, but I think she's enjoying not being here because the Roosters Roosters did lose. And there's no sledging from the Panthers fans this morning. But uh, we love Felicity. Keep praying for her as she recovers as well. But uh, my name's Ben. I'm your pastor. I've been away for a couple of weeks and so it 's great to be back we We had a uh, a couple of weekends ago we were at a wedding and stayed out stayed out longer for that and then um, last weekend I got the privilege of being at city West church with uh, John Owen Steph McDonald's church, which was amazing they weren't there and so I got to just kind of muck up with that with them uh, not being there and uh, that was so much fun. I loved preaching at their church and uh, they are they have an exciting future ahead incredible people and they really love John Owen Steph and so the future for them is incredibly exciting and so I'm really happy about that you know in the last service we just had a powerful uh, time of prayer uh, during the start of, of the service and uh, just the the altar call and just praying for people and it was really powerful and I'm, I'm really hoping that today's service lands that way at the end and we can just really just believe from move of God's spirit in the service and so thank you for those that are joining us online today, it's great to have you joining us online, you look great, I'm going to say that in faith, but you look great and it's great to have you joining us today and so I want to speak this morning and I want to talk about personal prayer, personal prayer, how do I pray? How do I pray? How am I meant to pray? How am I meant to activate prayer in my life? A couple of weeks ago, Clive spoke a spectacular message on corporate prayer. And it was an amazing message that talked to us about how we are called to pray together as the body of Christ and storm heaven together. And he talked about the different elements of prayer and it was powerful. And today I want to continue on that vein and I want to talk about personal prayer and how we can personally connect with God. I love this, this quote this morning from Cory Ten Boom. It says this, The wonderful thing about praying is that you leave a world of not being able to do something And enter God's realm where everything is possible. He specializes in the impossible. Nothing is too great for His almighty power. Nothing is too small for His love. I love that about prayer. That prayer is us communicating from our heart, To God, that we can talk to God any way that we like. We can talk to him through our emotions. We can talk to him in any specific location. We can talk to him about anything that's going on in our heart and we can speak to him like a heavenly father that loves us. We don't have to try to impress or perform. We can talk to our heavenly father simply and easily, anywhere anytime. It's like Wi-Fi without the Wi-Fi connection problems. You can speak to God anytime. He's always there. He's always listening. He's always attentive to what you're saying. His face is towards you. And as we pray, powerful things happen. Prayer is so important. It's like oxygen for the soul. As we are believers in Christ and just live out our daily lives with Christ, praying and communicating with God, staying in communion with God, keeps us connected, keeps us fresh, keeps us focused on what matters most. And so I want to encourage us. We are a praying people. God's called us to connect with Him. And there's many different ways that you can pray. In fact, in church life, we hear a lot of different prayers from the platform. And sometimes across the church, church life, um, sometimes there can be different prayers that have got different angles and different elements, and people pray pray a particular way, and and sometimes prayer can feel like a bit of a performance, but that's not what the essence of prayer is. In fact, I've got a video this morning that I'm going to show you that's going to show you a few different types of prayer that can sometimes be prayed in church and then I'm going to talk about praying from the heart and so I want you to have a look to the screens.
1: Let's pray. Dear God, we want to thank you for Playgroup, which is on Wednesday in the Playgroup hall for kids under four, being five dollars on a plate of food. Amen. Gracious, merciful, powerful, loving, supreme, Kingly, sovereign. Dear God, we thank you for who you are. Oh, Father God, we thank you so much, Father God, for being our Father and our God. And Father God, we just pray again for Father God. Thank you for the perichoretic union that exists in the Godhead enabling us to extemporaneously follow Christ's intercessory example. God, we thank you so much for sending your brother Jesus so that he could come and save us from the dragons. Amazing, gentle. We pray all this in your son's name, Amen. 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 And Lord, we thank you for this service. Fatherly, beautiful, majestic. Dear Garthaphod, Sorry, Father God, I just want to play for... Uh. We just pray that you would forgive Josh for not giving me my $10 back. He knows not what he does. And I just thank you in advance that he will give it back to me tonight. Amen. Lord, you are never going to give us up. You are never going to let us down you're never going to turn around and hurt us. So there is
0: a whole bunch of ways that we can pray. But the key is that we're not praying to perform, we're praying to connect with God. We're praying to a Heavenly Father that has all of His attention upon us. And when we pray from the heart, we pray the best way. When you're emotional, when you're going through things and you just pour out your heart to God and are just honest with Him, understanding He's a heavenly Father that wants to connect with you, that is the most beautiful thing about prayer. And we don't have to perform or try and get God's attention. We already have it. And so in Matthew chapter 6, verse 5, Jesus clearly teaches His disciples how to pray. It's called the Lord's Prayer, but it really should probably be called the Disciples' Prayer because it's a prayer guiding us on the template of prayer that God has given us, showing us how we can pray and how we can connect with God. And so let's have a look at it this morning. Jesus speaking, he says this, And when you pray, do not be like the hypocrites, For they loved to pray standing in the synagogues and on the street corners. And when it's talking about standing here, this was how people prayed in the cultural context of the day. They would pray in the synagogues by standing up and using big motions to be able to pray, almost like a theatrical performance. And then they would do the same on the street corners and they would stand and pray. But God's teaching us clearly uh, with his understanding of prayer that he's trying to get us to get into our hearts that we can sit, we can be seated, we can stand, we can be driving in the car, we can be in whatever position and we can spend time with God and just close our eyes and pray. We can close the door, switch off what's ever been going on in our world and just spend time together with God. And isn't it so beautiful when we can do that? In fact, when it talks about closing the door, it talks about, in this scripture, it's indicating going to some, somewhere in your house where there is no windows, no one can see it, where there is a lock on the door, closing the lock on that door and just spending time alone, you and God. And they are beautiful moments when we just spend time with God in His presence it says, Truly I tell you, they have received their reward in full. But when you pray, go into your room, close the door and pray to your Father who is unseen. Then your Father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. And when you pray, do not keep on babbling like pagans. You know that word babbling is the closest form to us in our English word is gibberish. Gibberish. So don't go on with gibberish, don't go on in long-winded prayers, trying to create big words and say big things to God, but just keep it simple and keep it real. It says, and when you pray, do not keep on babbling like the pagans, for they will think they will be heard because of their many words. Do not be like them, for your Father knows what you need before you ask Him. Isn't that such a beautiful thing? that when we go to God, He already knows. So we don't have to try to convince Him. He already knows what's on our heart. So Jesus says this, This then is how you should pray. And He's not talking about just praying this prayer verbatim, but He's talking about taking the principles out of this prayer and the components and making it personal in our prayer life. And so we all know the Lord's Prayer. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, power and glory forever. Amen. And I love the Lord's Prayer because it simply articulates how we should pray. And there's five components in the Lord's Prayer, like fingers in the hand of God. There's five fingers, there's five components that we can take and apply to our personal prayer life that I want to encourage you with today. Alan Fadling, he said this, prayer is living in vital friendship with God. Prayer is living in vital friendship with God, that we would be able to just connect with Him in any season. Colossians 4 verse 2 says, Devote yourselves to prayer with an alert mind and a thankful heart. And we're called to be people that are praying people, connecting with our Father, and allowing Him to move in our lives as we just take that time to communicate With him. And so let's look at the five components of God's template for prayer this morning. The first one's this. Number one, praise. It says, Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Praise be to your name. God, we lift you up, we elevate you, we put you at the highest place, we give you the highest authority in our lives. Praise is powerful. In fact, praise is the pathway. To peace. Because when we praise God, we put everything into perspective. We remind ourselves of the highest authority. Not the challenge that we're facing right now, that's not the highest authority. Not the problem that's going on at work, not the family situation that's happening, not the health diagnosis that we've been given, that is not the highest authority. That is not the final word, but God is the highest authority. So we praise Him in the midst of those reports, in the midst of those situations, because Praise unlocks peace. Praise sets the atmosphere for our life. There's two kinds of people in life there are the people that love to be thankful, and there are the people that love to be negative. And isn't it amazing how negative people seem to attract negativity? There's always something on their lips. To be negative about there's always something that's happened to them some crisis that's taken place something that's gone on in the world that is on their lips and negativity just spews out of their life whereas the thankful person it feels like all that happens in their life is blessing because all they focus on is what the, what is the good what god's doing in their life the great things that are happening and they're just so thankful that it overflows and it makes a difference thankful people have friends Thankful people are attractive to people. Thankful people are people that are always seeing the good and helping people to be able to see the future with excitement. Thankfulness changes the atmosphere of our workplaces and our schools and our churches and our environments wherever we are. When we are thankful even in the midst, it is powerful. I had the privilege of, I can't see too much detail about it, but I had the privilege of talking to someone in in an overseas nation this week that uh, leads a a massive underground church. And uh, this person, it was whole security on how to kind of do this through the web and all that kind of stuff and connect. And it was just incredible to hear this person living with such thankfulness in the midst of incredible persecution. Now, we rock into church with the smallest restrictions on us, really, in our Western culture and here in Australia. And, and uh, yeah, we don't like some of the little things that we have to do, perhaps, but we are not persecuted to the degree this person was. And I think about the thankful heart this person spoke to, to us and a bunch of different pastors, the way they spoke and communicated and just were so thankful about all that God's doing. It was really a conviction to my heart that it doesn't matter the circumstances, I can still choose to praise God. I can still choose to lift him up. See, praise is thankfulness with a megaphone. It's making sure that we remind ourselves again, there's a lot of messages going out in the world. There's a lot of negativity. You can turn on the news. You can be thinking about the person that cut you off in traffic. You can be thinking about the fight you had with your wife. You can be thinking about all of the things that are going on and you can dwell on those or you can actually choose to take captive your attitude. Captive your mind and say, you know what? I've got so much to be thankful for. And I love this element of praise in prayer because praise brings us back to the main focus of our lives. Praise straight away sets the atmosphere for your prayer life. And when you start with praise, you start with a sword. You start with a weapon that starts to get rid of all those negative things that have come up around your life. And you start to say to yourself, you know what? Faith is going to rise up in my heart. I can see that God's in charge and not the enemy. I can see that God's going to do something powerful. We start to get ourselves ready and then we pray with faith. We start to pray with the faith that God's called us to pray with. Praise is powerful. Praise is a pathway to peace. Praise takes you higher above the challenges you are facing. I read this interesting thing about crows and eagles this week. And it says this, the only bird that will peck at an eagle is the crow. He sits on the back of... And bites his neck. As an eagle is soaring, a crow can lodge itself from the back of the eagle and start to bite the eagle's neck. This is how the eagle responds. It says, The eagle does not respond or fight with the crow. It doesn't waste time or energy on the crow. It simply opens its wings and begins to rise higher in the sky. The higher the flight, the harder it is for the crow to breathe. Eventually the crow falls due to lack of oxygen. And it says this, stop wasting your time on the crows. Just take them to your heights and they will fade. How many crows of negativity have tried to cling to your life that you just got to say, you know what, I'm taking this to God. I'm going to praise God. I'm going to lift my wings and say, God, I know you can change things in a moment. I know there's challenges all around me, but I know the God that's inside of me. And when we start to stir up our faith and start to praise God, something powerful happens. It changes the atmosphere. I want to encourage you to keep praising God in your prayer life, in your personal prayer life. Praise God. Lift Him up. It's amazing how to bring transformation in your life and break the strongholds that are around you. Number two, the second thing is perspective. It says, it goes on to say, Your kingdom come, your will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. When we pray for the perspective of the kingdom, when we pray for the perspective of God, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven, when we start to pray that, we actually start to have alignment. It's a prayer of alignment. Although that we see things with our natural eyes, we need to sometimes be able to start to see things with spiritual eyes. These glasses here perhaps are a representation of what we can see in the natural. And oftentimes we can see what's in front of us, the circumstances, the facts, the, the things that have been told to us and they can feel quite negative and overwhelming. And those things at times can feel like they are the only thing that we see because they are facts and earthly things. But when we pray this prayer, what we are doing is we are taking the glasses off. We're no longer looking just in the natural. We're starting to look for opportunities in the supernatural. We're starting to say, God, I know you can do something and your will be done in this situation your will be done in my life your kingdom come your will be done we start to say God I know you can shift things and so in this situation I ask for your will not my own and sometimes the will of God we go kicking and screaming with it because it's not our will that's not how we expected it to be. It's a bit like trying to get a kid ready in the morning that doesn't want to get dressed, that doesn't want to eat their breakfast and explain to them that not everyone's going to love you running around naked at church. Not everyone's going to love you not, you're coming to church and you're hungry and you haven't eaten your food. It's actually good for you that you do these things. And sometimes we are a bit like that with our Heavenly Father. His will is guiding and leading and we're looking with our earthly perspective and we're thinking, no, but God's got another plan. God's got a way of helping us and everything He does is building upon building upon building upon building our lives. And He's guiding and directing. You know, when we first moved here, the Blue Mountains, just before then, we had an opportunity to go to a church in Hertzville. We had different opportunities of paid employment, and one of those was a a church in Hertzville. And so we went to the church on a Sunday morning to check it out, and then we came to City Church on a Sunday night. And so we went to the church. These guys were offering us a full-time position as the youth pastors at the church. Beautiful older lady that was the pastor of that church. It was a great church. We went to it in the morning, then we came here to City Church at night. And God did a number of on us Amy and I on that night and we just felt like home was here at City Church now City Church was not offering any paid position was offering hey just come and be home and enjoy enjoy and be part of the church no opportunities even into the future we weren't sure so but we just felt like God had spoke to us this is where we're meant to be and so the next day, we had to go back and meet with the pastor of this beautiful church in Hertzville, and she's this beautiful older lady, and so we went in there nervously, thinking to ourselves, we're about to say no to the only paid opportunity we've got, this makes no sense. And so we went, and as nicely as we could, kind of explained to this lady that we just didn't feel like it was God's will, we felt like it wasn't where we were meant to be, and so we explained it to her and talked to her, she said, hold on a second, just, just wait a moment, and she got up. And she walked out of the room and then she, she walked back in the room with an envelope in her hand and she goes, here you go, this is a gift from us. It was a check for $1,000. And we just said no to her about the church and she still wanted us to be part of the church, but she said, I want to congratulate you on doing what God has called you to do and we want to champion that. And so here's a $1,000 check from us to acknowledge that. For the next few days, I said no to everybody. I just thought I'd just test this out. No, 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 no. And and I just started to have this revelation that where God guides, He provides. Where God guides your life, He will provide His will to outwork and to make sure that everything's taken care of. And so I learned a valuable lesson there that when we are obedient to what God's saying, now I can see on the other side of it how that has worked out because I can see of how things have worked out today. But on that side, I had the glasses on. I could only see the earthly perspective of what could see. It actually took us going to God and saying, God, your will be done. Higher than mine. Your ways are higher than my ways. You see things differently. I walk by faith and not by sight. I walk by faith and not by sight. And therefore, I've got to ask for your kingdom to come, your will to be done, because I'm not always going to see it. We need the perspective of heaven to shift things and to change things in our life. Number three this morning, petition. Petition is our opportunity to ask for our requests to be met. It says, give us today our daily bread. In other words, God, these are the needs that I have in my life and I'm pouring them out to you. As a heavenly father that already knows what you're going to ask before you ask it, he's ready and expectant for you to ask. And so as we ask, it says in scripture that we can come boldly to the throne of our gracious God. See, asking is not a bad thing, but sometimes we've made it the only thing that we do in prayer. And it's beautiful to be able to come and to be able to ask God for things, to ask Him to turn around situations and bring transformation in our life and shift our perspective so that we can see Him do miracles. And I think we should be people that ask with an atmosphere of faith. You know, there's a great passage in Scripture that talks about when Jesus went to His hometown and He was not able to do any mighty miracles there because of the faith of the people. They just remembered Him as a a brother and they remembered him as a son to Joseph and Mary they didn't see him as the son of God they didn't understand the power of God that could work through his life they didn't understand that and so they had a perception and they actually limited because of their honor and their expectation they limited the power of God to work in that situation and I wonder when we pray do we sometimes let the level of our experience drop us down instead of allowing uh, drop our faith down instead of allowing God to be able to do something new and do something fresh. Don't let the pain of the past, prayers that you haven't, haven't worked out the way that you thought they would, don't let them drop the level of your expectation. But allow yourself to be a person of faith that in any moment, whether it's big or small, God could shift things. God could do something. And in that petition, in that petition moment, asking God, God could change lives. In fact, there's people sitting here today that your life has been changed because someone prayed for you. My life's been changed because someone prayed for me. And when we pray, it has a powerful effect. It brings transformation. You may feel useless in a whole bunch of areas, but when you pray, that is a weapon that nobody can take away from you petition you know petition sometimes you know it talks in the scripture about ask seek knock ask and keep on asking not just the one time but just to keep petitioning keep coming to God sometimes it's a bit like trying to get the sweet and sour sauce at McDonald's you don't get it the first time you go to the drive through and you go to you go to try and say to the person on the voiceover can I please get my happy meal with sweet and sour sauce and then you move along, to the, move along and they say, oh, can you please check on the screen that that's correct? And you're like, there's no sweet and sour sauce. Can you put the sweet and sour sauce on? And you move along to the next counter and you, you pay for it. And you say, hey, is the sweet and sour sauce in there? Yes, it's on there. Then you move along to pick up your food. And lo and behold, you get your bag of food and the sweet and sour sauce is not in there. You had one job and you're getting frustrated because the sweet and sour sauce, So you ask again. And lo and behold, they give you the sweet and sour sauce. All the resources of the sweet and sour sauce are in McDonald's. But sometimes you just got to ask. And it's the same with God. The resources of heaven are there for you. But sometimes you just got to ask and keep on asking and keep on asking. The sweet and sour sauce will come. The miracle will come. you just got to keep asking. I'm sorry, I'm scarred. I, I just get too many Happy Meals with sweet and sour sauce. <laughs> But it's true that the miracle will come. You've got to just at times just be persistent in keeping on asking. Ask, seek, and knock, and ask with an atmosphere of faith. James 5.16 says, The prayer of a righteous person is powerful and effective. It's powerful and effective. Number four, position. It says in, in verse 12, And forgive us our debts, as we also have forgiven our debtors. For if you forgive other people when they sin against you your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive others their sins your Father will not forgive your sins. See this is the one, one of the most challenging passages of scripture in the Bible because we all love the element of forgiveness where we are forgiven The challenge of forgiveness is to forgive others when they have hurt us. Forgive others when they've betrayed us or disappointed us. To let that go, that is the challenge. Forgiveness is powerful. Forgiveness gives our lives freedom. Forgiveness is the door lock to the prisons of unforgiveness and bitterness that we can sometimes live our lives in. Nelson Mandela, 27 years in prison. He shouldn't have been in prison. He was falsely put in prison. He says this as he walks outside. He says, As I walked out the door towards the gate, that would lead to my freedom. I knew if I didn't leave my bitterness and hatred behind, I'd still be in prison. The power of forgiveness, it's, it gives us a position of freedom. The position of freedom. It's a place to live your life from where you can live free, knowing that when someone wrongs you, you can let it go, knowing that when you've messed up, you can go to God and receive His grace and forgiveness. It's a position of freedom, life, joy, hope. It's a position that you can find yourself in, that you can just find peace in the midst. Dr. Yongyi Cho, leader of the world's largest church for many years, he says this, Every day I forgive a lot of people. Because every day, a lot of people offend me. And I think about our lives. It happens every day. Things happen. Rocks get into our shoe. Things just start to wear us down. The fog of this world, it just starts to, to wear on us. Just go out and live your daily lives. And when you come home by the end of the day, you've seen a news article. Someone's ran you off in traffic. Someone spoke to you negatively. Someone at church didn't look at you the right way. Some of these, something's happened along the way. And those things can get into our lives and steal away the freedom that God has bought for us on the cross. Why did Jesus come to the cross? To give us forgiveness of our sins. To put us in a position of freedom. Don't go back to a position where you are imprisoned again. Live in that element of freedom. I love this. Talking about the church. I read this just this week talking about the church and the tribe that you're part of. It says, you will never know the true depths of your convictions about being in the right tribe or church until you have had the chance to be offended, discouraged, or come to a point of disagreement with another person in the tribe to know that it is your tribe. And the church is a beautiful place, but it's made of flawed people. And there's going to be times we're going to forgive each other. There's going to be times we're going to disappoint each other. But that's why we live so boldly from a position of freedom. Because it's not just about us always being perfect, but it's about going to the perfect one and saying, God, when I do get it wrong, I'm sorry. When someone's hurt me, I forgive. Live from a position of freedom. And finally this morning, protection. It says, and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one that you can pray protection over your life, over your family, over your church, over your business, over your future. Every element of your life, God can protect and look after. He can guard your life. He will fight for you, it says in Exodus. He will take care of the details of your life. When you don't even understand it, He fights for you. I love that song, This is how I fight my battles. This is how I fight my battles. By going to prayer, by going to worship, by just asking God to move on my behalf. And what we see in the natural is so limited to what God's doing in the supernatural. What God's doing in the supernatural right now. What God's doing in the supernatural in our Lord right now. What God's doing in the supernatural in City Church right now. What things He wants to unlock in the future in the supernatural. It's exciting. Eugene Peterson says this, prayer gets us in on what God is doing. I want my life to be led by the Spirit of God. I want to be guided and directed by Him as I pray. I'm connecting with Him and allow in Him to guide and direct my life. Would you stand with me this morning? Prayer is powerful. Lord, we pray this morning that we would be a praying people. Lord, I pray for this word this morning, these components of prayer. Help us to apply them in our life and make them personal as we pray. Let them just be natural things that we can just, rocks that we can guide on just like fingers on the hand that we can go through in prayer and personally pray and lift you up, Lord God. Pray for your kingdom to come. Ask our requests and our needs, Lord God. Make sure we get the perspective of heaven in our situations, Lord. That we can can come from a position of freedom as we let things go. And Lord, I pray that we would be able to pray for protection from harm. Lord, let, these, let this prayer and these prayers be something that we are able to articulate and do in our own lives. Let us grow in prayer and be a people of prayer, I pray. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. For those of you on the live stream, we're going to conclude the service there. Thanks for joining us today. It's so great that you have taken the time to join us. Be blessed. Have a, have a, have a, have a most incredible day. We'll catch up with you soon.